This is Multinew Media. I'm Chase Raz, and with me is Chris Ayers. We left you hanging a little bit last week because we were talking about Microsoft's Build Conference, and we wanted to break this into a two-part episode. Now, in the last episode, we talked a lot about really what the big announcements were without trying to be too newsy and let ourselves go off into some important tangents about business and the development world. But in this uh, in this particular episode, what we'd like to do is revisit and talk about those same things we talked about last episode, HoloLens, Xamarin, bots, uh, Linux subsystems, and, um, and, and things like that, and talk about how they'll play into the development season that we have coming up, or rather the development conference season that we have coming up starting this very week, including Facebook's F8, Xamarin's Evolve, the Samsung Developer Conference, and any other conference you want to uh, pay attention to. We may not address each one of these in this episode, but we at least want to look at the relevance. What do they have in common with Microsoft's Build Conference? What do they have in common with each other? And what is the general trend in technology right now? So with me again, Chris Ayers, how are you? Good, good. Good. Uh, I'm glad you're good. I'm stuttering over my words left and right. So hopefully through the magic of editing, the people at home won't be able to hear that. But I'm going to hand the floor over to you for just a moment so that I can get my wits back about me. And uh, what is going on in the development world right now in terms of conferences? What are people focusing on? Cloud, mobile, VR, uh, AI, big data. I mean, these are all... (laughs) Uh, topics that were very popular last year and continuing to be popular this year and are going to continue to be popular next year. And I think that's maybe a disservice we served last episode. We didn't talk very much or at all about Azure. Azure being Microsoft's cloud service, one of their one of their large behemoth divisions. And, you know, we really didn't talk about it. And I think that's because of a communications or a signal shift from Microsoft where. Oh, no, they they announced some stuff on Azure. They definitely talked about it. But Azure is meant now to be viewed as just a core part of everything, the underlying core. And I think um, that left us more interested in some of the announcements that maybe sit on top of Azure. Yeah, well, they they did uh, they announced uh, some of the the service fabric stuff, which is changing. You know, it's the next step of PaaS platform as a service. Mm-hmm. They uh, they talked about um, Azure Functions, which is comparable to AWS, the Amazon Web Services Lambda, where you can just have some code. You don't need to have a web service. You don't need to have a VM, but you can just have some code that gets run on some event so you can use it to uh pick a database and do a dump and you know move the backup somewhere or do some sort of transformation you know they, they've 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 definitely evolved the tool set they've, they've been really upping the security game uh really changing how vms work um with isolation security uh arm and and vnets um so they're just making constant improvements to Azure. I would imagine that the time this episode comes out, we're going to be at a little bit of a disservice because the Facebook F8 conference is about to happen or is happening. So with F, uh, Facebook's F8, I imagine that we're going to be talking in the future about having heard about more ad delivery, of course. We're, we know we're going to hear about that. But I almost expect that we'll hear a link back to Microsoft because in Microsoft's keynote, they talked about Facebook bringing 
the advertising network to the uh, universal applications? Um, I, I envision a big chunk of F8 to be about 3D. Oculus Rift. Uh, Oculus was a big purchase for Facebook, and it's just now releasing or about to release. Um, I have a feeling that 3D video, 3D gaming, 3D experiences, all of that are are going to be major topics. Okay, can I tell you something on the download? This is just between you, me, and our listeners. Uh-huh. I, I happen to know of a couple of companies out there that are in content. Uh-huh. Um, we're not going to talk about them. They're not companies that most people would know, to be perfectly honest, so that's why we're not going to talk about them, not because I don't want to name drop. Um, but the companies uh, that I'm talking to that are in content, I, a good number of them are making su- significant investments into equipment to do this, into devel- developers to make this happen. Looking well, yeah, it's at the next frontier. 3D content, but I, is it still a little bit early? I mean, we're just starting to get this as a regular thing in developer conferences now. Is it a little bit early for a mainstream uh, content creating company. Well, you mean someone trying to corner the market, get in at the ground floor as it starts to grow, be one of the names in content development for a new emerging media platform? No. Yeah, no, I mean them not. exactly. That's yeah. exactly what they should be doing. Well, we don't have like, a lot of equipment no, out, right? On. Hands I, down, that's what you do. But a I think new platform, a new avenue of something just opened up. If you have the opportunity to pivot into that environment, you do it. Now, before you make me sound really dumb, let me quantify and this. And I'm not the business guy. No, let me quantify this. because You're absolutely right, and that's not exactly <laughs> where I was going, but your, your point is absolutely valid. <laughs> I'm not the business guy, and I know that. What I mean you a little bit more is we, do don't, we don't have a lot of the equipment. We don't have I, – I feel like we have a bit of a hardware lag in being able to do so these things. So bootstrap it. Sure, Get we have. the low-end stuff you have. Develop content. If you get viewers, you get income, you get revenue, get the next level after that. Okay, so you as the developer tell me as the business person right now, could I go out and just get a couple of cameras and put them around and, and have modeling people create a 3D immersive world in that? I mean, I don't, I don't know the technical details. I don't know. I, I know that, that there I, are some rigs out there to record 3D video. Like, even GoPro has released a 360 mount. You have to have like 10 or... 15 GoPros. Now, yeah, see, that's a solution, I think. Video. That's a solution, I think, that would work for business much more than much more than Nokia's, um, what what do they call it, the Ozo camera or something like that? Uh, I don't uh, know. It's a 360 camera. It's, it's one device. But the problem with that is it's 50000 60000 U.S. dollars. Uh, you might be better off with 15 GoPros. Oh, well, absolutely. I, I mean, because we're talking about eight 2K cameras and the Nokia then, device, whereas you can just go buy two $300 GoPros to your heart's content. Well, don't forget, um, you also can use Unity or the Unreal Engine, and you can design a 3D world. Not everyone in 3D games or 3D media has to walk around a room to do it. A lot of them have controllers. Um, and don't forget AutoCAD and some of the the high-end ar- um, architectural people are probably going to be using it to throw out, show off models of things so mm-hmm. that you can rotate it and, and see it. Or medical, just like with HoloLens, might be using it to look at models. 
who else is going to be talking about virtual? And, I, and actually, I think Microsoft is probably the only company talking about augmented reality at this point, except for some of the spinoffs. Well, uh, HTC Vive has the options to do it, but that's um, there's a button that you can hit so that you don't have to take off the headset when you're walking around your room and it'll let you see the ghost of like your couch so you don't walk into it. Right, but that's going to be taking camera data and then doing some type of filter on it and then displaying and it to you. feeding it into the 3D right. environment. That's an interesting uh, blend. So, so I don't know if I'm as, as comfortable with that. Is I've heard multiple stories of people using the Oculus. So they sit down, they put on the Oculus, they start trying to set something up and they need to take off the Oculus so they can see to maybe do a Skype call or do something else, put the Oculus back on, do some stuff. Oh, something's not working right. Take it off, fix it. I'm not saying that that would solve the problem with a vibe because I doubt you could read through it. Right. But. Well, maybe uh, just have a live video feed. And I think 3D is going to be huge. Another now, thing. Now, 3D, that, differentiate for me. Um, what you mean 3D as opposed to virtual reality? Are you talking about for virtual VR, reality? VR, 3, 3D, okay. and you know, immersive 3D and VR. That, that's going to be huge at F8. I think the other thing that's going to be probably pretty big is React. Uh, I know that inside the company I work at, React has had a lot of yeah, a lot of discussion, um, and that is another multi-platform type of solution. Yeah, cross platform cross-platform development and this is from facebook facebook developed it and they have react and react native yep. uh both uh, hosted on github and um yep. really a big competitor to microsoft's all-in strategy of let windows be the place you develop yeah um like i said my company has a bunch of people that are do xamarin but they also have a bunch of people that are playing around with react um uh, it, it looks pretty cool um you know, I'm sure there's going to be more push to get Facebook logins everywhere, more more push to, uh, <laughs> you know, tie in with Instagram and advertising. And, yeah. you know, uh, they have an amazing development team. Like they have huge teams. They're constantly pushing code, pushing code to the website constantly. They're always updating the app. Uh, I'm sure they're going to talk about some of their DevOps practices. DevOps is, is real big these days. Um so, uh, hmm. I don't know. There'll be a lot of interesting things out of there. So connecting that, oh, and again, what we're looking for is these commonalities, and we see a common thread between Microsoft's build and Facebook's F8 with uh, virtual reality, uh, with cross-platform development. And you know who else I think is going to get on both of those things? Um, actually, no, just virtual reality. And instead of cross-platform, I think we're going to see a lot of IoT. Uh, is Samsung I, IoT was big at? Yeah, Microsoft. Yeah. Samsung, I'm sure, has some IoT stuff. Their developer conference is going to be April 27th and 28th. I'm not sure where that is. I think it's somewhere in California. I haven't really looked into that one. Of course, it's much more insular to the Samsung uh, product line. So, I, I mean, we're definitely going to see virtual reality there with Samsung. San Francisco. It is in San Francisco? Great. At the Moscone Center. Wasn't that where Build was? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. I think so. Yeah, I, you know, I've only been to San Francisco once, so I, I try not to pretend that I know where anything is or what it is. Uh, it's I just more kinda, than I've been there, man. It is. Um, it it's nice if you've never been there. I, I would love to take another trip out there. I got, I went for business. It was just me and and coworkers, uh, no friends or family with me, and um, it is an absolutely beautiful city. 
Um, you know, I'm a real strong supporter of Florida, especially Central Florida. And, uh, you know, we can make all the jokes about California and the West Coast, but it is San Francisco. It's always been a dream to go out there for me. Is You should go. It is that impressive. It is It is beautiful. Though I've heard there's cost of living issues, but yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, horrible cost of living issues. And uh, sometimes when you're not exactly in the city, you can tell um, that the state right. is having financial issues still because of road maintenance or this, that, or the other. But so, again, San Francisco itself and further up in the Napa Valley, uh, highly recommend. Uh, even as a even as a Floridian, head there, try it. So looking at their session list mm-hmm. on uh, Samsung Developer Conference, they do have a bunch of push for IoT. They have a number of IoT things they're pushing. They're talking about their Gear VR. Do, do you remember that was a partnership with uh, Oculus? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was like a, a and shell. And it's, that it's you still alive. Yeah, it's in. still going. Yep. Um, so there's some talk about VR there. And one of the things I'd forgotten about that they're, they have a number of pushes is uh, the Tizen or Tizen, whatever. The, however, I always say know. Tizen. I've heard it a couple different ways. The consensus, I believe, is Tizen. Tizen. Yeah, I, I've heard of it. I, I uh, so they well, were using a form of Linux, I believe, on a lot of their smart TVs and devices, and a, a bunch of them. Of, they they came up with their own OS. Yeah. Bottom bottom line is, uh, for everything that Samsung has that's not running Android. Um, I, I believe you're they correct. It, it was some type of Linux, but Tizen was developed years ago uh, as a joint partnership between Intel, Samsung, and a couple of other companies. It, it's really never been able to go anywhere. They tried to use it to replace Android, and <laughs> it, it, it never got traction even in the Southeast Asian markets where they piloted it. Now, Tizen does power a couple of Samsung's wearables. Envisioning Tizen's future, the OS of everything. But the thing is, they're going to have to keep envisioning because they have... No, that's the name of a session. Uh, and, and that's what I'm, I'm picking on because <laughs> I, more power to them. I would love to see more diversity in the ecosystem world, hence my unrelenting love of Windows 10 Mobile. Sorry about that, but I, I want to see more... Well, you know, here, yes, maybe maybe you can call me a fanboy, but I'm also arguing for more diversity there. I'd love to see Tizen pick up. I, I would would have loved to have seen BlackBerry been able to be successful in that space as well. Um, Tizen has a hope where Firefox didn't, Ubuntu really doesn't. Or, well, I'm probably going to regret my words on that at some point in the future when Especially they revisit. since they just partnered with Microsoft? I, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff... Um, yeah, there, there's there's at least five or ten sessions I he- see here for for Tizen. Tizen could, but it's it's yeah. where I'm going with this. It's a it's a long shot. Yeah, I, I don't see it, but a lot of IoT, um, some of their stuff for you know integrating with the Galaxy, some stuff on the wearables. That they they do have a pretty big wearables market. Um, Apple after the Apple Watch. <laughs> They have a pretty good wearable market. They they do, and that's the one thing they really have going for them because they have televisions, they have appliances, they have wearables, they have – keep going the list on in your own mind. So when we talk about IoT, if they want to position Tizen as a real strong uh, player – they, you know, they're they're not even going to have as hard of a time as Microsoft saying we have a billion devices because all they would need to do is put whatever core is at the center of Tizen into their dishwashers. I'm not saying they would do this, but we know Samsung has televisions in their 
in their refrigerators and, and uh, smart monitors in the refrigerators, just power that with Tizen. And, and for each person who's buying a dishwasher or a dryer or whatever, there's another instance of Tizen. Well, that was the the old dream, wasn't it? Just like, you know, you have your Xbox Live and you can have your uh, Xbox and your your Windows Phone and your Windows 10. Samsung had that interoperability between their televisions and their smartphones mm-hmm. and their your gear. And arguably, Samsung is one of the absolute best at doing that, rivaled probably only by Apple uh, yeah. with Microsoft a distant way back third. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right, so yeah, so you know, I have no idea what. Speaking of of Apple, I have no idea what Google and Apple are going to talk about. I really doubt we're going to see any dev tools coming out of Apple. We hardly ever do. What, well, they they they've open sourced uh, Swift, and that was a while ago. But they're really pushing it for trying to become a new systems level type language. Really, well, maybe not system level, but application level. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can imagine that push. I just, I don't see, you know, when we talk about the consumer side in, in different episodes, not not this one and our most recent, when we talk about the consumer side, you know, Apple and Microsoft trade their jabs and everybody still has that incorrect connotation that they go head to head with each other. Um, and, and in the consumer space, maybe a little bit, but not much. Um, in the developer space, there's really, Maybe I'm calling this one completely. I just don't see them having a lot of overlap right now. Maybe Apple's going to announce something about virtual reality that's still not going to put them directly in competition no. with Microsoft. Microsoft. Maybe they're going to do some IoT, but I really doubt it. No, what they're probably going to do is talk about the next version of iOS, the next version of OS X. <laughs> Um, uh, it's a pretty safe bet. I don't know if that was supposed to be as humorous to me as it is, but that no, is... No, it's not. No, it's it's literally... Definitely something they're probably going to be talking about. I mean, they absolutely are, and I, you know, um, they maybe. might hint at the new i uh, a new iPhone. I mean, there was discussion of uh, possibly the Apple Watch coming out in March at that event, and they didn't, so they might hold it off till October. Yeah, you're right. And, I'm a fanboy because I just realized I'm a fan of everything but what you're talking about right now. I'll use them, but they don't excite me one bit. Yeah, you you just shut down. Like I really like, do. No, I mean, come, yeah, on. come on. Another another iOS. I know. Another OS X. I know. Well, the, 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 I don't know what they're going to do developer-wise. I, I mean, um, in past years, I know they brought out like Sprite Kit, which was like a 2D thing for, for, for gaming. They, they've done, you know, core data. They've done core graphics. They've come up with new languages that they're using to – probably re-implement a lot of stuff i i i just i don't know i know it I, is I, interesting like i'm interested to see what development um uh focus they have uh you know th- it is not in their best interest to, to focus on cross-platform like it is for facebook and microsoft they're going to have to have some reduction in market share which frankly i just don't see happening anytime soon apple's apple's looking pretty strong um oh. listen i know their desktop operating system is below eight percent but so what? OS X is still striving, no matter, you know, no matter that. Uh, um, so I just said um, nice things about Apple. I really yeah, don't see I'm, them I'm needing not. to target much. Just say, hey, keep coming to us. People are still spending a lot of money with us. We still make a really great, high quality product. Yeah. And um, you know, no, I, I'm I'm looking in there. I see stuff about Swift three. Swift three will probably be announced and try to get more adoption. 
I'm like, all right, yeah, kind of knew that. Um, they want to make like Swift available for other pages. I know that I saw something a couple weeks ago, like if you are so inclined, you can release a Swift compiler stuff for huh. any platform you choose. Yeah, you so know, that, and that probably won't be. What's uh, the WWDC in June? Um, it's typically June, I think. Yeah, I think it's June. Now, now before that is Google's I.O. I.O. this year is May 18th through the 20th. And that, to me, is a complete mystery. Now, I think where I'm going with this entire topic, this entire episode, is I don't see Facebook, Samsung, Google, App, any of these. I don't see anybody looking at what build, what just happened at Build and saying, oh, no, we're, we're threatened, we need to do X, Y, or Z. I think they can respond. Uh, I think Build uh, and the things that were announced there put Microsoft in better position. I'm not a shareholder of any of these companies, uh, but if I were, I would be probably, and this isn't financial advice, but I'd be comfortable with what Microsoft just did. But I don't see, um, I don't see enough overlap, except in virtual reality, where anybody really needs to go out and and try to one up them. I, I mean, uh, Microsoft's been transitioning more open source the last couple of years. We, we've all seen it, you know, having Linux up on Azure. And I, I just, um, again, with Google, I mean, I'm sure they're going to continue to develop the apps and, and services they've been developing. I, I just don't know what what's going to be announced or what's going to be kind of the push. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to have to do one of these. Um, we'll talk about Facebook's F8 um, next week. We um, will definitely need to cover a little bit about Samsung, Google, and Apple's events as they roll out. With I would imagine the largest focus there that you and I and this show would need to focus on is Google, right? Yeah, I, I'm just... Uh, like a, I, I hadn't seen a lot of my radar, so I'm just trying to figure no, out it, what... what and might you, be discussed. Hey, don't worry. Listen, if you're searching in the background, don't even bother. There's not very much um, about or Google Android, I/O right now. They're going to be another major Android release. And and dealing oh, self-driving. Well, they announced at 2015 self-driving cars. Maybe they're going to show more of that. You know, dealing with fragmentation is is. It, I do see a great analogy between Microsoft and Google here, because Microsoft is is really kind of down and out with the mobile side of Windows 10. No secret there, but they're doing okay. Oh, I mean, okay. They're doing Google. okay with overall adoption. I think Google has a really big problem in the sense that uh, Apple and Microsoft seem to be targeting them on the fact that not a lot of people are on the newest editions of Android. We have a fragmentation problem that we haven't seen since version you know, 2.3, or was that Gingerbread or whatever. So there's still the Project Aria, the, the modular phone. There's something about Android Auto, which probably is similar to Apple's thing and Microsoft Sync. Right, yep. Project Aura, which is like Google Glass 2.0. Mm-hmm. So that might be announced. Project Tango, which is a smartphone from Google and Lenovo. Uh, and virtual reality. They had a VR division. Um, remember the, the Google Cardboard? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is really like, basically I, a, a low-tech version of the, the Samsung Galaxy Gear. Yeah, I have a the Gear VR. Right. So 1.0, I think they gave away at Bill or at, at I/O, and um, they with 2.0 they they released the specs, 
And so you could order it from people online for like 15, 20 bucks. And it had uh, the lenses and, you know, all the cuts and everything all glued together. You just kind of pop it open and stick your phone in. And uh, there's an app that kind of does head tracking. It, it's interesting. You know, it, it, it was worth the 15 or 20 dollars to me to play around with it for a couple of afternoons and show it off. But um, maybe they're going to do more with that. Yeah. And I'm sure they're going to talk more about their Chrome OS and Project Fi, their, the, the Google carrier thing. I'm sure that they might bring up more about that. Can I tell you what I'm really, speaking of Chrome OS, what I'm really hoping to hear from Google? I'll let my Google fanboyism come out a little bit. All right. I'm hoping to hear more about the um, floating windows, right? We know in the developer preview you can get floating windows and it's really kind of buggy uh, i have not tried it firsthand i've been looking at a couple of videos online and a couple of still shots of, of how it works but i really think um google's in a good position to take android to the next level uh, are, you, do, are do, you talking about chrome os or nope, android 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 has free floating windows in the developer mode um very buggy because oh, you said chrome os oh did i i'm sorry yeah that's in, why i was like in in android okay. um that's why i was like I didn't know you had a Chrome device. Uh, no, like, no. Windows? That sounds like Windows. No, but but <laughs> but in um, in Android, having free floating Windows on on larger screens to really be able to compete could and this is a question I ask with that could Android compete with OS X and Windows uh, desktop? And if so, I mean that is massive when you have eighty plus percent global market share. Oh come on, people can already do that. There's an oh, there's an app called BlueStacks that let you. Pretty much run no, Android I'm, I'm apps talking about those. OEMs being able to go and say, not only do we sell Android phones, and that's you know the bulk of our shipments. For some, okay. most companies, it's 100% of their shipments. Okay, so did Chrome OS take off? No. Okay. But Chrome OS is a very well, unique value proposition. I don't think we're going to see a lot more of that. Let me my thought here. Did yeah, Chrome go for OS it. take off? No. No. So why? Because people couldn't own their apps and run the apps they knew and used and, and understood the file system like they were used to, a lot of people. So now you're going to say, okay, Chrome OS didn't take off, but we're going to use Android. And it'll have free-floating windows, but it's okay. But I it'll think be- that gives, we're talking average users here. I think that gives an average user um, comfort. That's well, there's how always the, the entry-level market. So See, there's always going to be stuff that sells if it's cheap. I think I, I really think I, I don't know. Maybe I'm completely off in left field, and I could be. But I think that what Google's trying to do here is counteract any possibility of things like Continuum in the Microsoft camp getting any type of traction whatsoever. Of saying, "Fine, we know we've already ported Android to x86. We see a couple of phones like that. We see we've seen desktops come out with Android. They haven't been really prop- popular. Just like Chrome OS hasn't been very popular outside of education." Um, but I think that if Google has this in their back pocket and says Android didn't, can now power any device, we have a situation, we have a new world in which Windows 10 and Android are the two operating systems that are modern and up to date and can do everything. I don't think it'll come. I, I don't. I, I I don't see it. No. I, I just. It's Chrome OS again. So why would the and I guess I would, I would it's Chrome OS again. If Chrome OS didn't work, but this has a file system. This has uh, uh, everything that you need uh, to run a traditional I, computing environment. 
I just don't think it's going to hit. Maybe it will. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You're not wrong often, and that scares me because we're on differing side. We're on different sides on this Look one. Look at the embedded market. Look at the. Are you going to be able to take an Android laptop and hand it to your mom? I, I, you know, I uh, almost, uh, I almost think yes, and here's why: because we've handed Android phones to so many people. And what happens when she goes? Where's my solitaire? Where's my documents? Where's my desktop? I'm just asking. I'm just. Playing devil's advocate here. That, that okay? So if we talk about a very specific computing group, that whole "Where's my solitaire? Where's my this, that, and the other," I, I can understand that. However, so now you got to have printer drivers too. Having having right. just updated printer drivers, having just updated people from Windows eight to Windows ten, printer drivers. I had to go through that same thing with Android. With Android, it, yes, it would be much more um, aggravated because completely different programs. Mm-hmm. So I don't now know. You have to I have don't know. Hardware. People. Let, so what about hardware? Oh. So so I want to plug in a USB whatever. OSX went from about one percent market share to twelve percent at its peak or so before coming back down to eight. I mean twelve percent. I'm just saying. That's one out of every eight people having switched. Okay. I'm it's, just saying their device support's going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, familiarity is going to be a thing. Uh, it will be cheaper, which is a thing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it, it, it will sell to some. Uh, the apps, that there are some great Android apps out there. Are there great Android desktop quality apps? I don't know. A lot of them are designed for mobile. Some are designed for tablet. How many are designed for desktop? That's a good point. And I think, in fairness, they do need windowed uh, applications for other reasons, especially virtual reality, um, a whole bunch of different use cases, maybe even in tablets. Uh, I think it just makes sense. So I, I really don't know why. I, I don't know why Google would go after the desktop space, especially with how much of a stigma seems to be around it now. I think uh, you want them to go after the desktop space more than they do, but I could be wrong. Oh, see, that would why? Because it would prove I'm not necessarily just a Microsoft fanboy. Um, you want Android to take out Mac, so it's just Windows and Android. Never thought about it that way, but that is an interesting proposition. <laughs> That's what you were just, you're like, that would leave what on the desktop? Android and Windows? Well, but that would still leave a very strong Apple in mobile. You didn't say that. <laughs> you no, just now I'm entertaining what, this Android idea. And Windows, like you. I'm you entertaining this idea and liking it more and more. Maybe you've re, you know revealed something. You were that, subconsciously thinking that. Okay, I was projecting it. I guess so. Uh, bottom line: Let's go ahead and work towards um, towards a conclusion a conclusion here of our recap for Microsoft Build. Uh, again, I'd, I'd like to do this for a couple of the conferences that are coming up this year. And talk about what they mean to, to developers, what they mean to business people. And I think we've identified a couple of trends that we really expect to see. Virtual reality and maybe augmented reality in a few situations. Internet of things and um, cross-platform. Cloud services. All powered by cloud services. Well, powered by it or just go learn cloud services itself. Yeah. Whatever. We, <laughs> well, we'll see that from Microsoft, Google. Um, actually, not even so much Google. We'll see that from oh, Amazon. They have, they have cloud services. They they have like cloud compute stuff, and they have their uh, their their uh, AI engine they released. Mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to think of what it was called. But they, they just announced that. And they do have cloud computing. And they have an API for their data store. Yeah. Um, I mean, other okay, other than talking about you, everybody's going to be utilizing cloud computing. I think we're really only going to see cloud computing being pushed by the service providers. No, you're going to see cloud computing everywhere. No, we're going to see it everywhere. But what I'm talking about is we're not going to see new rollout of technology. We'll see features. We'll see services. Oh, no, there's no rollout of technology. Like, there are so many software platforms and things that are out there that are transitioning to PaaS. Right, and uh, we're going to see that. But what I'm talking about is the major announcements as to what the evolution of cloud itself is going to be. We saw from Microsoft, and we're going to see from Amazon later at the reInvent in uh, November. And we'll probably see some stuff from Google as oh, well. Yeah, a little bit from Google. I don't think we're going to see anything from um, Apple, even very little from IBM, I would imagine, except for um, some of their very, very enterprise-focused offerings. TensorFlow. Is that what they called it? Yep, TensorFlow. What was that? Uh, Google had TensorFlow. That was their uh, library for machine intelligence. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what we're going to see. So, uh, Chris, thank you for joining me in this two-episode series on Microsoft Build. I look forward to doing it again. And probably um, next time that everybody hears from us, we'll, we'll, fro- we'll probably be recapping Facebook's F8. Yeah, um, among other and it's things. probably too late, but... On the 16th, I know there's a global Azure boot camp that is probably taking place at a city near you. No, perfect time to uh, be putting that out there. And uh, uh, hopefully Go everybody will check that Go out. learn some cloud stuff. Really good thing to do. Learn Azure, learn AWS, learn those two, and uh, you'll be in a really good position with uh, cloud computing in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, take care.